Welcome to Beating the Market with Scott Welsh. Hello out there. Welcome to the Beating the Market podcast. I'm Scott Welsh, and this is season one. There'll be other seasons to follow, but you are in the middle of the very first one. Now, if you want to get all of the information in sequential order, as you're supposed to, just go back to episode one and binge your way all the way to now. But if you've already done that, let's get started with episode seven. Last episode, we talked about people who are trend following verifiably and doing well in the market. And honestly, we've been making a compelling case for this trend following. So we're going to talk about now, well, if it's so great, if the research is such, and the people out there are being so successful, why isn't everyone doing it? Why not? Well, the first answer is, like we mentioned, nobody talks about this. And the people that do talk about it don't talk about it enough or don't talk about it loudly or don't talk about it to the regular person like you and me. There have been a few books about it, and you can find those maybe at the bookstores. And there's a podcast here and there that may talk about trend following, although it doesn't. the one that I'm thinking of doesn't talk about trend following anymore. It's too busy talking about other things. But seriously, if you don't believe me, go ask 10 people if they've ever heard of the turtle traders. In trading circles, it's pretty famous, but honestly, word on the street, not many people know about the turtles. And then go ask 10 more people if they know what trend following is. And then lastly, go ask 10 people if they know what the stock market is. Clearly, no one's going to know the first two. And I bet a bunch of people will know the third one, right? So that's my point. The point is, is that not everyone's doing it. Because not everyone knows. Well, that's the point of this podcast, right? However, let's say people do know. Let's say you've listened to the podcast and you're sold and you want to start doing it. Here's the catch. Trend following is not an easy thing to do, unfortunately. Or fortunately, as we might see. Buying an index fund, as I mentioned in previous episodes, is actually pretty easy. You just go to Vanguard or wherever it is you want to go. And again, you can email me and I'll help you give you sources for that if you're interested. But you just go to your index fund sourcer and you buy it and you forget it. That's it. If you're an index funder, you make one purchase and you are done for life. Now, understandably, in 2008, the financial meltdown of 2008, an index fund was not fun. (laughs) Fun, fun. It was not fun at all. But it's easy, right? I mean, you just buy and hold. However, trend following is a system that needs to be implemented. It's not something that you can just buy and put it over there and get your statements once a month or once a quarter, once a year. And it's not an easy system psychologically for most people. Why is that? Trend following is so great. All the academic research, trend following is great. What's so bad about it? Well, it loses a lot. And if you're like a regular person, losing is not fun. Now, if you're a trend follower, here's what you have to do. You have to follow the trend. Now, one way to do that, especially if you're starting from scratch, one way to do that is just to use math. And in the trading world, that means moving averages. It just means an average of the price for a certain number of bars, right? And if you're a trader, you already know what I'm talking about. You just put the 50 moving average and the 200 simple moving average, and I don't want to talk about simple exponential, just put moving averages on your chart. Put the 50, put the 200 on your chart, and when the 50 goes above the 200, you buy. 
That's a very common way, right? Because when the 50, when prices of the 50 average are going higher, that's short term. And guess what happens? When the short term goes up, the trend goes up. And if that doesn't make sense, guess what? It doesn't matter. But that is a very common way. And if you want more information, of course, we can talk about that some other time. But here's what the turtles did and what a ton of trend followers do, including the people we've already talked about. They wait for breakouts. Think about it. The crowds at the Apple store aren't there most of the time. Most of the time, there's just a certain amount of regular amount of people. But then a launch comes or a new product comes, and then people come from everywhere. The number of people at the store break out, right? It was 100 per people a day, and now it's 500 people or 1,000 people a day. And when that happens, when a breakout is happening, guess what happens to sales? They change. They go up, right? That's just an everyday example. It's the same for a restaurant. If you have a restaurant and you have a certain number of people coming, all of a sudden that spikes, that's a breakout. It's same for your sports teams. Maybe your sports team is 500. They lose eight, they win eight, and all of a sudden they go on a 20-game winning streak. That's a breakout. Something's happening there. Uh, that's a trend. Or same for an author. Right? You book doesn't sell, doesn't sell, then all of a sudden, boom, it sells. When something has been going sideways for a while and then starts accelerating to a new high or a new low, if you watch a movie, The Big Short, this was trend following in reverse. When something goes sideways and breaks out in one direction, that could be the beginning of your life-changing trend. Think about it. Apple had to start somewhere. Bitcoin had to start somewhere. You don't just materialize with a 10x gain, right? The tulips had to start somewhere. They started at about two. In fact, think about this now. Every extraordinary accumulation of wealth ever can be traced to some sort of breakout. It's not really arguable. You can go to any big stock or anything else, look at the breakout, and there comes all the money. But that sounds easy, right? Not every breakout goes. In fact, most of them don't. And that's why trend following is difficult. You don't get one in a generation skilled people every day. And you don't get once in a generation breakouts of a stock or commodity or financial instrument. Most times it goes nowhere. It breaks out, settles, goes sideways, and stops out and you lose money. You really only get a big trend, maybe 30% of the time. And if you're only getting 30%, you're losing 70%. Ah, and that's why it's tough. Losing seven out of 10 is tough. But nonetheless, nonetheless, if you're committing to trend following, you have to be ready on the charts, ready to go, ready for every possible big winning trend because we never know. We don't have to know, but we never know. We have to be there every time. We can't miss one because that might be the one. So where are we at? We have to be there. We have to be waiting. And yet most of the time as a trend follower, nothing happens and we lose, lose, lose. The who? The her. And when you lose, that's when you say, trend following doesn't work. And that's when people on the internet or in magazines or in financial newspapers or periodicals, they say, trend following is dead. 
I mean, I've seen that. I've actually seen that title on an internet article lately. Even though 500 plus years of research say trend following is not dead, nor is it ever going to be dead, people will still say it's dead and people will still say it's broken and it doesn't work because of the losing. When you're in the middle of a losing streak, it feels like it's going to lose forever. And then what? Then you quit. And what do you do? You go buy an index fund and underperform, or you do worse. You start picking random stocks, or you take your money and just throw it down the toilet, whatever, doing something silly, right? Who really wants to lose all the time, even with all of the academic research and the actual performance? It's just a lot of failure that doesn't exist with buy and hold, even though there is huge drawdowns, <laughs> or an annuity or something else, or a CD or whatever. But even though it's there for anyone to see, this research I found, anyone can find. These traders I talked about, everyone can find. And it's been researched forever. It's the losing that makes it tough. And that's why everyone doesn't do it. The combination of no one knowing about it and then the people who do know about it lose a good portion of the time that is a formidable obstacle to overcome. But wait until the next episode when we talk about what trend following can do. When you see what it can do, maybe you'll see it's worth all the losing. For more information, you can always visit me at scottwelsh.me. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at beatthemarketpodcast at gmail.com. 